everybody, welcome back to the Classy Chicks Pod. I am so glad that you're here today. Actually, Savannah is too. I am too. Be I'm happy, so Savannah. Glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> Last week we did a podcast on Lent and it was really fun. And towards the end there, we got into a little tiny itty bitty tangent about purity culture. And then we thought, oh, what the heck, let's do our next podcast on that so we can actually give you guys a full fledged um, uh, thought process of what you know we think about purity culture and yes. our stance on purity and everything like that so sorry for the little teaser trailer but it is here now um so yeah we're just going to talk about purity culture but yes but two things number one no maybe three things number one if you want to sponsor our podcast it is slowly growing but sponsors will help us grow which you know obviously helps you get coverage for whatever your product may be um actually i have a girl sending me some catholic stickers um for you and i for this pod or whatever um and i told people that we would share uh or i told her that we would share her stuff once it gets here um but until then um, so anyways, if you want to sponsor our podcast or anything like that, you know, want to have an ad on it, whatever it may be, reach out to us and we can discuss and figure out if it's something that, you know, works out for us and if your brand or whatever aligns with what we stand for and, you know, what's up, is something that we would actually like, let us know. And then also, uh what was it, a couple days ago, my friends and I got together and made these little notes with, like, inspiring quotes on them and everything, and um, they were a hit, but I had a lot of people asking me, like, do you have templates, like, where'd you get the idea, or idea, etc., etc., well, we didn't have templates, so we made templates, so if you visit my Instagram, um, underscore Hope Miller, you'll find the link in my bio, and it's called Notes of Hope, it's friggin' adorable, um, and so cute. And that's like one of my favorite things you guys have done. So I love it. Thank you. So basically there's a QR code on there that takes you to a page and, and basically it will, will, will first, you can go to the, uh, you can go to the link and open this PDF that has these little tiny notes. Um, they're like maybe three inches by three inches and it is just super simple, like pro-life quotes, um, that you can cut out and leave in your local grocery stores, like near like the pregnancy tests or honestly just wherever, um, just little truths about abortion that will maybe, you know, enlighten somebody. Um, the goal is that anyone who sees this, um, you know, we're not really sure, but we let the Holy Spirit take over in that moment. Um, and you know, if they're expecting and they're not really sure what to do, that they choose life. Um, but with that being said, there's a QR code on each note and the QR code takes you to this page that has a list of resources and education and things like that. So if you are an expecting mother or whatever, we do have help for you, ready for you, uh, ready right there for you guys. So if that's something you're interested in, visit my Instagram. Also, I'll put the link in the show notes of this, um, uh, podcast so you guys can just go there. So it's a PDF. You cut it out. You place it wherever. It's super, super cute. And I do want to somehow get this nationwide. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, definitely check it out. And then third, classy, trashy moments. Let's get into it. Classy and trashy moments. Oh, I was so engrossed in getting this article up that I kind of forgot. (laughs) Okay, I'll go first. So my trashy moment. So I'm getting ready to come record this podcast and I'm getting all of my stuff together. Um, I do need a proper box for this stuff because I don't really have one. Mm. Anyway, so I'm rolling up all the cords and putting them in a Ziploc bag and just like getting everything ready. My five-year-old brother's running up to me and just asking me all these different things about, you know, the podcasting equipment and the microphone and like, you know, the cords and everything and where I'm going and what I'm doing and what I'm wearing and Oh my goodness, you can imagine a five-year-old mm-hmm. asking you so many questions. Um, and I was kind of answering them, and then finally I just snapped at him, and I just yelled at him. 
and that was not very classy of me. Not a very good big sister moment right there. So then he helped me. <laughs> he helped me carry my stuff out to my car, and then I told him when he got home. When I got home, that I would help him, um, and I would show him how the podcasting stuff works. So. Looking forward to that. So you but. know what you're doing this Friday, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> not my classiest moment. So there's my not, you know, my trashy moment. Yes. My trashy moment, side note, I also have a five-year-old brother named Leo, which is so I know, funny. it's so funny. And I both have five-year-old brothers named Leo. So actually my classy moment has to do with my little brothers. But my trashy moment was um, last night, we were, last night I was, um, I went somewhere for my work, and it was about an hour away. And, which is totally fine, but we got out of there at, like, 11 p.m. Like, it was really, Ugh. really late. And I was driving home, and I was just, like, I was exhausted. And so I have the bad habit of, like, eating while I'm driving. But this time, not only was I eating while I was driving, I hope my mother's not listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I it's okay. I was putting a water bottle into this water bottle today, yeah. so, while I was I was driving. eating goldfish, and the goldfish were, like, on my lap. And I was driving with my knee. I, my hand was also on the wheel, right? Yeah, my hand was on the wheel. <laughs> and I was eating goldfish, and I was holding my coffee, which since I gave up buying coffee for that, my coffee was in a glass jar, so it was a little risky. So I was just probably not driving the safest last night. It was fine. I mean, it was still safe compared to a lot of drivers, but, like, it was just it was just a little less Not your less best safe. moment. Not yeah. your best moment. Not just the classiest. It's all good. Okay, so what's your classy moment? <laughs> classy moment. Um, let's think about this. I had one. Oh, oh, oh. So I have a terrible habit of not reading. I know a lot of people have the habit mm. of reading. I have a habit of not reading. And I think that it's really good to read, and it's a very, like, you learn about others, you learn about story, you know, stories, you, you better yourself in reading and everything like that. And, you know, you just expand your knowledge and everything. And I have a really bad habit of not. And my classy moment this week has been sitting in down and actually making mm. time daily to actually read. That is and I've amazing. been doing, so I'm reading the diary of Anne Frank and I'm, okay. I'm over 130 pages into it, which is really impressive for me for under a week. Um, yeah. So that's been my classy moment. That's great. Thanks that's to great. my grandma because she bought me the book. That's great. Reading is so great. Yeah. It's just great. I like yeah, audiobooks and I like podcasts. It's great for you because you speak a lot. It, yeah. It, it expands your vocabulary. I don't have a it's very just, big vocabulary. Well, that's a good thing to work on. Yeah. We all need to work on that. Yeah. Me in particular. I was listening to something I said the other day. I said like so many times, and I used to be oh, so okay. good with that. Yeah, I'm good at not saying like or um or anything. I used to be so anything. good with it, but it's just not recently, apparently. Anyway, that's fine. Well, like on a podcast and stuff, it's more like a conversation, so you right, just kind of lax right, or whatever. But, like, when I'm speaking, I've never had oh, yeah. when a, you're a problem of being like, so, um, like, um, don't choose abortion. Like, it's really bad. Okay, help. It's not my thing. Uh, so, what was you going to say? My classy moment time. What's your classy moment? My classy moment is that, um, so tomorrow I was, tomorrow's a weekend, and normally on weekends I'm, like, really busy, have a bunch of things to do, but I decided that I, I decided a few weeks ago that I was going to take this weekend and use tomorrow morning-ish 
as I'm going to take my little brothers on like a field trip a bunch of places and I'm going to spend a bunch of time with them because I have not spent a bunch of time with my little brothers in a really long time. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow There's six kids in your family, right? Yes. It's the three younger ones who will be home tomorrow. Okay, okay. So I'm going to take them and spend time with them. We're probably going to like go to the library, go get some ice cream, go, I don't know. That sounds so fun. Maybe that's what I should do tomorrow too because none of my friends are free and it's going to be really nice out. You could just... Bring Leo and meet up with us. What if they love that? Wait, we actually should plan that. <laughs> I'm going to the clinic at 10, but maybe after. Cause yeah. They would love that. Leo's such a social guy. We'll see. My Leo. Leo. Leo can meet Leo. I don't know if they've ever met each other before. No, they've never met each other. We'll see. We'll see. they're both five. Depending on, depending on what we're doing. Because I don't know if the kids actually, because I told the kids, so I don't know if, like, they planned they're anything. They're afraid or anything. Or, well, no, I, I know we're going, but I don't know if, like, they planned anything that we're doing. But oh. I know it's going to be more in, like, the afternoon Morning. Love that. Yeah, That's so, so we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. Nice. Um. I don't think anything. I yeah, think that's, a good, that's, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good classic moment. Very, moment. That's a very good big sister moment. Um, yeah. Opposite of me, um, oh, it's who's funny. struggling. I, oh my gosh! I, Just yeah, joking. I love my Leo, but he's a handful. <laughs> Little brothers are crazy. They're oh. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, um, you know what? That has nothing to do with it. Actually, okay. um, so I am my brother Luke's confirmation sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, so this actually does make sense with my speaking of little brothers. I promise the segue makes sense. Um, I'm his confirmation sponsor. So I took him out for brunch a couple weekends ago to kind of talk to him and like kind of get the lay of the land of just like his spiritual life and everything like that and what his plans are for his future. He does want to be a photographer of um, wow. weddings and crime <gasps> scenes. Oh, too very. I love him. He's the cutest thing. Um, And he also has the same movie taste as me. So I can't, you know, he's great. Um, But I I also think that it's really, really important for a teenage guy, so he's 13 years old, um, to talk about temptations that they have. And me as his confirmation sponsor, who's going to be helping him through this time of, you know, becoming a soldier in Christ, to understand, you know, where his temptations are and everything and just, you know, kind of giving him the best advice I can. Now, I am a girl, so I don't have the same temptations as a guy does. Um, But I I have learned a thing or two. Um, (laughs) And I feel like I could give him a little bit of advice. Um, But with that being said, there's a lot on purity culture. Um, so let's start by this. Let's start. How would you define purity culture? And do you think it's a good or a bad thing or somewhere in between? Well, purity culture in my head is this idea that you have to be like constantly pure. And that being like, you don't hang out with the opposite sex. You don't touch the opposite sex. You don't date until you're ready to be married. Um, you are, if, if you slip up, um, as in having sex, disgrace absolute utter disgrace um and telling you that like sex will you know hurt you and it'll break you and that it's a bad thing until suddenly you're married and it's the most beautiful perfect thing ever um and there's a lot of really contradicting things in there um that I just I cannot get behind so like I I think that purity is important but more important than purity is chastity. And that that's is what exactly what I, I was think. going to say. We need a chastity culture and not a purity culture. Yeah. And I because think they put this display that like sex is dirty. Can we yes, okay. So I there is this article that I read earlier this year, and it's not from a Catholic publisher, it's not from anyone, it's from E V magazine. Did I tell you about that last time? 
Um, so. um, it's basically a magazine that like highlights femininity. It's it's we really make a magazine. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful magazine. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> but <laughs> there was, the there was an article called "Purity Culture: The Good, the Bad, the Bad and the Ugly," and I'm just gonna read a few excerpts, and then we can sure. kind of like talk about it. It's not. It's like I said. It's not Catholic. It's not Christian. So this this. Um, magazine does not say that, like, you have to wait for marriage to have sex and stuff. But it just comments a little bit on... Okay. ...on purity culture. So, um, I'm just going to read a few things, and we can go off of that. It's clear that casual sex had, has become increasingly normalized today. Porn, music, movies, and dating apps all have rightfully taken the fall for this. But there is another culprit that often goes unrecognized. Purity culture. People are having less sex today than before, yet the rate of casual sex is on the rise, the city incline. As seen in me media and pop culture, it's evident that the attitude towards sex is rapidly changing and the casual sex has, not be has become not only normalized but applauded. Surprisingly enough, purity culture has been heavily promoted for the past 20 years with movements like True Love Waits campaign, fervently pushing abstinence in order in response to the sexual revolution. So how do we get here? Sorry my reading's bad, that magazine thing keeps moving. So I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but um, I wanted to read a few excerpts. So basically, there's this article is put in three sections, and the first one is called The Good, and it talks about how purity culture, you know, the notion of purity is good. Cultures across the world have traditionally viewed sex as a sacred act discouraging people from casual sex, and that's good. Um, and it says, mentally, studies have shown that casual sex is negatively associated with the well-being and positively associated with psychological distress. Um, so th so it's good, right? It's good. You, It's good to not have casual sex. We yeah. know that. We all know that. Not my thing, okay. personally. So the bad of purity culture. When researching the rise in normalization of the hookup culture, I noticed a trend. I noticed a trend. Most of the stories I read of people in support of casual sex were in support of it because their history of associating sex with shame. Women have been harshly scrutinized and shamed by society for embracing their, sexy, their sexuality. In the book, Pure Inside the Evangelical Movement that shamed a generation of young women and how I broke free, um, this girl interviews people on their association with sex. Purity culture has been known to reduce the bodies of girls to sexual objects and shift responsibility off men because women are taught that their body is a present less valuable when unwrapped. Women began to view sexuality as a burden to them rather than a natural desire and a gift. This can make women feel uncomfortable for their bodies and feel shamed for their sexuality. Okay, so let's just talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, hold yeah, on, just, this is a lot to unpack. Okay, so first, I think that's a very interesting thing that less sex is sex is being had today but more casual but sex more casual that's sex. so, Isn't interesting. That so interesting yeah, yeah because like the average couple will have sex like you know one time for every one to one and a half weeks is like the statistic on it and like you know it, it's really interesting and like you know open sex that's life-giving as in they're you know not using birth control or any form of contraceptive is super 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 healthy for couples right um and we're it, talking about married couples here. Right, 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 right. As Catholics. You know, let's just put this out there. If we're talking about people having sex, we're talking about, you know, and, and we're saying it's yes, a good thing, actually, we're talking about married We couples. probably should have a little bit of a, a prelude to this. This is PG-13 or, like, PG-like 
15, you know. Right. But, like, you have to be right. old enough like, to understand. Like, you, this, you, if you're listening to this with children. a teenager, it's fine. But, like, children probably should leave yeah. the room. Because we're talking about sex here, if you couldn't. Yeah, pick up on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely, you know, and, so. and like, it, you know, Savannah and I said, like, you know, none of us, or neither of us, sorry, have, like, the most experience with sex because, um, well, she got in well. a serious relationship and I'm 17. So Well, let's just say have, this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What I, I was like, yes. Let's just say this: we're not talking out of personal experience, experience. when it comes to the act of having sex. But okay? when it comes to society, society putting new, this pressure on girls. We're talking or, about a culture here. We're yeah. talking about a purity and culture versus chastity culture, and we are entrenched in these cultures from the moment we're like mm-hmm. thirteen. It's so awful. it's a thing. That we have experience with, sex isn't. Culture is. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> okay, so I want to anyway. talk about your your point about uh, what was it? Girls. First of all, if a girl has lost her virginity and has recommitted to saving herself for marriage, and has you know, gone to confession, to be highly esteemed. Yeah. This whole purity culture Kudos thing to you. Like, is. This saying that you're less valuable now because you've been unwrapped in the past is so. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, good. that's what, you know, people might be like, oh, we don't say that. Okay, well, you do. You say that by your, by your looks, by your actions, by your speech. This purity culture thing is putting it all on the woman with nothing to the guy, right? Guys, mm-hmm. if guys lose their virginity, it's like, whatever. Yeah. If girls lose their virginity, it's like the end of the world. You're, right. you're damaged goods now. Right, you're so damaged the goods. the difference between that and chastity culture is that chastity culture puts responsibility on both, both. the man and the woman does not say that sex is a bad thing or a dirty thing. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you were saying before about, um, you know, girls are, we're taught to view sex as a bad thing until marriage, and that's a beautiful thing. Right. That doesn't happen. People's minds And then are you suddenly just, no longer exactly. pure because you're are you married? Su- exactly. Like, are you you've suddenly been used? To, are you suddenly supposed to be like, oh my gosh, this thing that I learned was a bad thing for 10 plus years is now the best thing in the world. But then they say, if you know, if you've had sex or whatever, you've been used. But then it's like, okay, so in marriage, am I used or am mm-hmm. I, or does my husband love me? So it's just this whole... Like, and you have to practice chastity in marriage. Um, so chastity is, you know, well, let's look up an actual let's definition. Let's look up the definition yeah. of chastity and like, yeah. Definition of chastity. I love Siri. Um... I don't think people, you know, appreciate her enough for all the things she does. A quality of state of being chaste. Wow, that's really helpful. That's very helpful. Um, okay, so chaste is innocent or of un, or innocent of unlawful sexual intercourse. Right. Which I think is, an, you know, that's obviously great. it's an amazing definition because if you are, you know, you are not being, sorry, if you are innocent of unlawful sexual intercourse okay so that's that's the definition of chastity so for example if you're inside marriage there are things that you cannot do inside marriage um i'm not gonna say what because that's kind of explicit (laughs) but like there are things like it's it's basically here's the thing not being chaste is taking god's design and plan for sex out of context Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. so having sex outside of marriage that's taking god's plan for sex um out of context and, and using it for your own self-pleasure. There are things you can do inside of marriage that also takes God's design for sex um, out of context. Actually, I can give an example because this is PG. If you are using birth control in marriage, you are taking God's design you're for sex, which is chased. life-giving. Mm-hmm. Um, outside, or sorry, you're taking God's design for sex 
you know, and, and twisting it and making your own. Um, you're taking it out of context. So, you're, you know, God's design for sex is, is something that is beautiful between a husband and a wife, and it is life-giving, um, and it is sacred. And if you are in some way twisting that, you are not being chaste. So there are ways, we need to promote a culture that is chaste. And being chaste is... It's not only this whole purity thing. I think purity culture really just misses so much. You know, if you're just saying, like, you have to do that, oh, you messed up, oh, you're done for life. Chastity is something you're going to work at your entire life, you know? It's not something that you lose. That's why lust is a deadly sin. No, you. That's the exactly. other thing. Exactly. You like don't. You, people say, "Oh, I lost." You know, she lost her purity, right? You don't lose your chastity, right? You. It's something you work at your entire life. So I think that's so important. It's and it's, it's a much healthier thought exactly. process. It's a too. much. It's just a much more healthy thought process. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, is I just don't like the idea that when I get married, I'm no longer pure, and I'm no longer, and, and I'm suddenly dirty, and I am used, and I don't want that to be my thought process when I finally get well, married. I want to know true. that I've been loved, and I have been chased, and I continue to be chased, and I want to use my, you know, um, virginity no. and give it to the man who has committed himself to me, and you know, be able to love somebody in that way and to not feel dirty or used or impure. Well, because you're not, because it's in God's right. design. But talking about purity culture, you know, when when a girl who has grown up in this sort of purity culture, if she messes up, then I'm going to read this quote from the article. It says, when we teach people that all of their worth is confined to their purity status, people can internalize this thought process and lose value for their body if they fail to live up to the purity standard. Yeah. It's no surprise that when you compare a person's body to literal trash for not upholding the purity standard, that person will view their body as trash when they don't live up to the expectations. This lack of self-esteem and self-worth often causes people to seek validation through sexual encounters, contributing to the casual sex trend we see today. That's so smart. Isn't that so interesting? That's so smart. That was so well written by whoever wrote that. This whole purity culture thing is actually leading, it's like, it's like all or nothing, you know? And that's not what we believe in our faith. We don't believe that you mess up one time and you're just done. All done. No, that's not. And that's what purity culture is. Yes. So we believe in a chastity culture, which is you know, trying your best to be chased, to live up to, God's to plan be for pure, sex. you know, we, we are trying our best to be pure. Before marriage, there exactly. is purity, but that doesn't mean that suddenly when you're married, you're no longer, and I don't know, I just it's, don't like that. I think it's all about when people mess up, you know, yeah. it's all about, because if these teenagers are being taught that, like, obviously some people mess up, like, that's just a thing that happens in our world. And if we're being taught that we mess up one time and we're just gone, then we're going to all be gone and go do casual mm-hmm. sex because people are not perfect. And once you see one person doing it, it's easy to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. Whereas if we teach people a chastity culture, that your body's beautiful. You know, theology of the body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. You need to protect that body. But if you make mistakes, you can go to confession. You can get forgiveness. Yeah, the you're Catholic whole with Christ. The church of you know. forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing I really, 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 really want to touch on is this purity culture on girls, especially because well, it's that's all what like purity culture is. Purity it's, culture it's is all for nothing. girls. It has nothing to do with guys. Yeah, because like it's we're always saying, it's always the girls' fault. Well, what were you wearing? You know, mm-hmm. kind of like well, you know, you should have been covering up and mm-hmm. whatever that is. And I saw this really sad video this one time. It was this girl who had been assaulted when she was little, and people told her, "Well, you should have been watching what you were wearing," because she had just you know. People had known that she was assaulted, didn't know when or anything. They just mm-hmm. know that she was like, well, what were you wearing? And she posted a picture of what she was wearing, and it was that 
little girl dress that we all had for mm-hmm. Christmas and oh. those frilly socks and those shoes that had the, you know, the black shoes with the little strap over. You know what I'm talking about, like total 2010 kind of fit. We all know. And that video <laughs> broke my flipping heart because I was like, there are these Karens out here being like, well, what were you wearing? And this poor little girl was abused at such a young age and it was this man who had the nerve to touch a minor in such an inappropriate way and yet... You're going to put the blame on a little girl? Like, breaks my stinking heart. Like, I just cannot get behind that. That that is definitely an extreme example. But I will say, even women, even grown women, you know, and people say, well, what were you wearing? Men are going to do what they want to do. Men don't care what you're wearing, Mm -hmm. okay? It's like this, this disconnect we have. Yes, what you're wearing might cause, might help contribute cause a man to sin. Right. That's wrong. You have partial culpa... Culpa... What, what's that word? Culpability for that. Yes. You are partially culpable for that. That is not at all connected to men sinning sexually with you. Men right. abusing you, raping you. Men are gonna... Men do that to women on the streets in the dark. That has nothing to do with your wearing. I fully believe that and I've actually seen, like, had personal... Seen personal experiences with that. Sometimes men, even as messed up as this is, the more covered up you are, the more they want you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of like not, a... It's not know. this whole thing that men are going to rape the most, the most, the girl who's just in a bikini, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my take on, you know, because here's the thing, like, I don't dress modestly for guys. Of um, course I think that's a weird idea because, like, um, I don't know, it just, it, it, I'm not doing it for myself, and I'm not doing it for God. I'm doing it for a bunch of men. And, like, I don't want that to sound feminist at all, but it's kind of like um, I want to do it because I respect me, me. And then if I respect me, then all other people will follow because I demand that respect. I don't – I've had friends in the past who talked to me and guy friends in the past who have talked to me and, like, raised their voice at me and, you know, used cuss words in, in conversation – not conversation, but, like – in being mad at me and I told them right then I'm like I don't talk I don't let people talk to me like that so mm-hmm. take a step back and watch what you're saying because I don't tolerate people disrespecting me like that like I feel like I deserve that and and I've worked so hard on you know respecting myself that I demand that I respect from others um and so you know my clothing too like I just want it to demand respect and, and it will and I don't need to be showing off my 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 entire body to you know, it, it doesn't help with with getting that respect. Yeah. So it's, it's, I I don't think that like, you know, what you are wearing is an excuse for a man being well, disgusting. Yes, we know that. Yes, I think I think every logical person knows that. And yeah, I don't know. And like <laughs> people, you know, it's here's just, the thing. It's like. Both are really important. It is important. Like, my mom has always said, like, I teach my daughters to dress modestly. Like, the fights we have in our house because my mom and I will argue over this. And it's not, like, bad, but we've had arguments over, you know, the shorts I just get were too short, da-da-da, whatever it may be. Or the dresses I get for church, whatever. You know, we have those conversations, and sometimes we, you know, me being a teenage girl, we get a little, you know, cat fights sometimes, and that'll happen. But on the flip side of the coin, my parents have worked hard in, in teaching my older brothers to respect women to such a degree that they aren't, you know, 
they aren't looking at inappropriate things online, they're not doing inappropriate things in the dark room by themselves, like whatever it may be, both ends of the spectrum need and to... And I think, I think that's, that's the point of chastity culture versus purity culture, which chastity culture is both sides, but right. purity culture it's all on the girls. Right, so. right. Because here's the thing, I, um, girls should dress modestly, but if you are so worried about what a girl is wearing and, like, you're correcting all the other females or whatever it may be, yeah, there's a really fine line, you know? Like, if you're, for example, a mother of sons or something like that, and you know, your responsibility is to teach your sons chastity, not to mm. teach these other girls. I, I, okay, I, I think there's a fine line. I think that if, if you're you are a mother, of, a mother, of, mother of sons, you also need to, young sons, you need to be aware of where those sons are, you right. know? It's putting them in a near occasion of sin to put them by women who right. are not. Like, my mom would have heart attacks taking my brothers to beaches. Exactly. Like. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard balance. But the point of this all is, we are not... We are not mothers. We are not, um, you know, accountable for souls right now. So we, I don't think we can yeah, speak on that as I. much, you know. But but the important thing is that you are teaching both your sons and daughters that chastity is important. And then you yourself are also, whether you're a guy or a girl, are living in, a, you know, a life yeah, of, exactly. of chastity. 100%. Because purity culture is toxic. It and is. I hate using that word, but it is. <laughs> That's the moral of this. Purity culture is toxic. It's not all on the girls. Men. Yeah, step purity up culture and be makes mad. my femininity come, my feminism come out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Men need to step up. Okay. <laughs> Men, yeah, taking both parties need to take responsibilities if they've committed actions. You can't just like be a guy, commit a sin, and be like, well, she was naked online. It's yes. not my fault. Okay, help. We yeah. get it. <laughs> we get That's it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, what are we at? All right. I think we're good. Yeah. This is about, the eight point is about A good podcast like Yeah. Is I it? normally go to the, what, to, between the eight and the 1,000. So I think okay. we're good. Because also I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know, so do I. I'm dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I guys. all to add. Um, also, real quick, I just want to drop this too. There is, um, and I just share this on all of my, is it okay if I share this? The four life apparel? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, like, we don't have any, um, sponsors of the podcast yet, but that doesn't stop us from wanting to share <coughs> other organizations that we like and we support. So this week, maybe that's something that we'll add. We'll, you know, add in a, a you know, organization that we like just because. Each week. That's yeah. a good idea. You just go, to support. You go this week. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I, uh, so I'm an ambassador for this uh, clothing brand called For Life Apparel. And they basically, they make super nice, like, t-shirts and sweatshirts and crew necks and all those you know different kind of things hats baby clothes etc um and it's actually super cute and really comfortable like i really like their t-shirts like i wear them a lot um and they're affordable so they're super cute affordable and um and they're cool for all the guys and uh, <laughs> it's called for life apparel but 25 percent of the profits go to paying for ultrasounds for mothers who are uh you know planning on getting an abortion 
And 97% of mothers who see an ultrasound before an abortion will actually end up choosing life. So it's a really important, you know, mission for them to be able to provide you really nice affordable clothing while also providing, on the flip side of the coin, these free ultrasounds to help save lives. And so far they've provided 19 free ultrasounds, which is really impressive. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so anyways, you can use code HOPE15 for 15% off. The link for their uh, website is in the show notes. And yeah, I think that's about it. That is amazing. Sweet. I love that. If you For have any, life apparel, go look at them. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or want yeah. to send in your what trashy you class moments. purity culture? <laughs> yeah, seriously, we want to know. Um, also, if you couldn't tell, we were doing a lot of thought process while also, because Savannah's article really made me think. Um, also, yeah, pure, it's it's a touchy subject, because yeah. we don't want to say purity is wrong. And um, they were talking in the article about the... Um, the true love weights thing. And I actually had a purity ring for a long time. You know, I remember I that. I actually lost it, so it, it, it was no longer pure. Just, no, I lost <laughs> the ring, not my purity. But, you we know, don't. it's very interesting to think because I did have one and I loved it and I loved it. And it's good for some people, but it's like, what happens when you mess up? What happens when that girl that messes ring? up? Yes, you take off the ring. If you have sex, you take off the ring. What happens if. What? I was trying being uh, no 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 I, I I was once no, I gifted found, a ring I never wore it though. Yeah, I I loved it though. But it's like what happens if like for me I wasn't really worried about that or whatever. Right. But what happens if you know a girl was given that and then like she has sex and she's like okay well I'm done you know now I can go now I can go party. Right. Kind of. It's just kind of like I'm herself. done. So like, that was it's fun while it lasted. I don't know. I love I I still love the idea of a pure doing. Maybe chastity. For cha- right, chastity. That's going to be our thing. Classy and chastity. Classy, no, chastity. Classy, no, chastity. No, that does not roll off the tongue. You don't remember we rename the entire show? Actually, maybe that's what we'll name the pod episode. What? Classy, Classy chastity? chastity? No. Why not? It's be called Purity versus Chastity Culture. Because Classy Chastity. What the heck? I can't even Pukey, say that. Pukey, purity, and. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I don't like alliteration anymore. It's used too much. It's overused. Alliteration is overused. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. And as always, so send much. in anything. Um, ClassyChicksPod at gmail.com. ClassyChicksPod on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Anna Dudzik. And I'm Hope Miller. And we come to you with the Classy Chicks Podcast. We're two girls in the Chicagoland area. Well, I'm moving to Florida. Uh-huh. Anyways, <laughs> each money we release an aspect of some topic related to femininity, the pro-life movement, or just, you know, girl stuff. And also, you know, our advice on relevant and irrelevant stuff. Totally. Uh, our favorite coffee drinks. And how hectic our lives are. <laughs> Join us and leave feedback on what topics you want to hear about. And follow us on Instagram at at Classy Chicks Pod.